In this game, the little creature has to travel through the maze, but she's invisible, and so is the maze, except for the obstacles that are nearest to her. So I'm moving her around, up and to the right, trying to avoid things, and you can see the obstacles are appearing. And the only way I can figure out where she is is by getting her, say, in between a couple obstacles, and by making their brightness levels the same, then I know that she's right in between them, and there she made it through. Uh, this is what happens if she doesn't make it through. Uh, so let's see how this works. The, the brightness business is handled with the ghost effect. And so let's look at these obstacles. And the obstacles are all the same. I made one, got the script the way I wanted it, and then I duplicated it for the others. Now, duplicating code is generally a bad practice in computer programming, but Scratch doesn't give us a way to have multiple obstacles here that all share the same script. So that means if I want to change the behavior of this script, I have to um, do it to one, then delete all the copies, and then duplicate it a bunch of times. So that's an unfortunate limitation of Scratch. So here's the script for the obstacles. And um, so it waits just a moment. This has to do with when we reset. Uh, I might explain this later why that's there. And then the loop here forever. And uh, you notice that the, the brightness, uh, or the transparency, I guess I should say, of the obstacles was related to the distance to the player. So the distance to the player is in uh, pixels, these little tiny dots here. Not these dots, but the dots that make up all the images. And the ghost effect is in percentages. So if you set the ghost effect to zero, there's no ghost effect and the item is completely opaque or visible, not transparent. Uh, as you increase the ghost effect, the object gets more and more transparent. So the farther away it gets, the more transparent it is. And if the obstacle ever touches the player, then we broadcast a message, contact. And broadcast, you might remember, is a way that one, one sprite can communicate with other sprites um, or with itself. So, so it's a message that's just kind of sent out and any other script that's interested in seeing it can process that message. Alright, so that's the obstacle. Back to the player. And so she always positions herself to the starting position here. She clears any ghost effects and sets her size to 50%. She's actually twice that size. And then she says a message and then she broadcasts fade. So she's actually sending a message to, to herself here, down here. Um, when I receive fade and then uh, repeat a hundred and change ghost effect by one so uh, very gradually she fades away and this script here runs while this main script runs so they both happen at the same time the fading takes place even while you're moving back up to here now these sections here have to do with moving all that. Right arrow is pressed, move to the right.
And this is for detecting when she touches the exit. And if she does, then we clear graphic effects, which makes her visible. And then we play a chord, and she says, I made it, and then everything stops. Now, what happens when the obstacle broadcasts contact? Here, when I receive contact, clear graphic effects. So even if she's invisible, then she becomes visible. And we have our sound effect, and she says, Ow, I lose, and then everything stops. So let's play it one more time now that you see how it works. Okay, so you see I can move even while she's fading. That's because I have two separate scripts running at the same time. And I'm going to go through here and find this spot and come up. Up, oh, I lost. 